0: Feelings check. I know I can't be the only one who's asked these questions. God, where are you? Where were you? I thought you were going to show up and you didn't. Y'all, I've cried these questions. I've yelled these questions. I've silently asked these questions, feeling like things were about to completely fall apart. And then I got all up in my feelings. I nearly drowned in my feelings. I didn't know what to do. Could I say this to God? Is this really how I feel? Is this the truth? It sure feels like it. Hey, Stay with me. I've got 20 minutes ahead giving you strategies for when you're all up in your feels, and know this, I've been there, like on the regular. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl-next-door Christian mentor and life coach. For the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. Alright y'all, I think we are going to continue on from the episode a couple weeks ago about wondering where God is, especially when you're going through a hard time. In that episode, I encouraged you to recognize God right here, right now. Like, recognize Him in your day, and with that, know, like fully know, He's always with you. If you don't know, your girl is a bit of an introvert. Maybe more than a bit. Not extreme, but I do appreciate time alone. I actually need time alone. And I'm the one who shares fun facts about introverts. Like I just saw this post on Instagram that I had to share that said, introverts have fun too. We just don't care if you know. Yes! (laughs) Y'all, I have so much fun, often by myself. And even if I did tell you, you might not even get it or think it was fun anyway. So there's just no point sometimes. So when one of my friends sent me a text message quoting myself in that episode and said, thank God for the lunch that was canceled that you truly didn't want to go to. I see your introvert showing. Well, so what? That's who I am. Check this out, though. Y'all know I love a good little fist bump from God, a little confirmation of, I heard you. Yes, you're on the right track. Yep, that's what I said. Keep going. Those moments light me up. Well, if you didn't listen to that episode yet, go listen, (laughs) because this is going to kind of be like a part two. But another example I gave was thanking God when Starbucks messes up your drink, so then they give you the messed up drink and another one, and then... Y'all, it was like a couple days later. I was at Target with my mom in California, ordered us a couple drinks, and when they handed me her drink, it was beige instead of pink. Um, When I ordered her green tea with a splash of passion, as in the pink passion tea, they didn't hear passion. They heard half and half. So the man handed me a green tea with a splash of half and half. Weird? Well, it was actually not bad, but of course they made her another drink and well, thank you Lord for the bonus drink. Just those little moments. They're so good to me. Okay, let's continue on with the idea of understanding what to do when we feel like God is far away or we feel like he's not talking or we feel like he's left us out here all alone. Notice I keep saying we feel like... Because I believe it's important to speak on our feelings and it's important to know the truth. We know the Bible tells us God will never leave us nor forsake us, yet sometimes we still feel alone. Yes, I'm for sure telling you to hold onto the truth, to know the truth, to speak the truth, and I've got a couple strategies for you when you still feel like you're in those hard times. I'm actually really pumped to share these points today because they've been brewing for a couple weeks, and last week we had to just have a chat on here, which was super fun, but now it's like back to business, back to studying, back to preparation, which I absolutely love. Okay, jumping right into it. When you're in your feelings with God, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying not to feel them, but just recognize you're in your feelings. So when you're in your feelings with God, I've got two, yep, only two strategies for you today. Number one, use your words. So simple. Use your words. This is something you say to a toddler all the time, right? Like, hey, buddy, I know you're having a hard time right now. Can you use your words? Can you tell me what's wrong? Sometimes we get to the point of frustration, even like, just tell me what's wrong. Use your words. I don't know what that means. Use your words. Here's an opportunity to ask yourself one of my favorite questions. A question I ask myself daily. Holy Spirit, help me to examine myself. Have you been there? Are you there right now, just arms crossed and silent with God, just frustrated and waiting not so patiently, maybe screaming into the pillow or crying in the car, telling yourself not to even feel like this, thinking you're crazy for feeling like this? Well, let me tell you. As I've been preparing this episode and working through this for the past while myself, examining myself, there were some good checks. Like some moments of realizing, I've acted like a toddler. I've pouted, I've questioned, and I've sat there silent through the whole thing not wanting to say what's wrong with me because I'm so frustrated about it. Or because I feel like I shouldn't feel like that. Isn't that just a mess? I feel like I shouldn't feel like this. What? Well, no more. Use your words. David used his words, and in the New Living Translation of the Bible, the one I read daily, I love how those words come out. Do you know David as the man after God's own heart? Do you know David as the one who slayed Goliath? Well, King David also said this in Psalm 13, "'O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever?' How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Have you been there? Have you felt like that? Like, how long, Lord? Forever? Here's the thing. When you're feeling it, it's true for you. But it's true according to your feelings, not necessarily true according to fact or to truth. For David, in that moment, it felt like God had forgotten him. It felt like God would never come through. And what does David do? He finally tells God how he feels. I've been trying to think of an example to share with y'all, and the only one that keeps coming up is about me. And I usually like to share examples for you, but here we go. I actually shared this openly with the women in the Waiting Season Mentorship Program, and I truly not only try to lead by example, but I try to be as open as I can with what I'm going through and how I'm going through it with the Lord. So I shared with these women a conversation that I had with God in the car about a month and a half ago. It wasn't a long conversation, at least the out loud part of using my words. It wasn't that long. Maybe in my mind it was longer. There was like the work up to it. But right there, tears streaming down my face, feeling everything I said out loud to the Lord. I feel like you're wasting my time. Yikes. Yikes? I don't know. Here's what I see looking back at that moment now. I used my words. I was honest and I was straight up. I told God how I was feeling. I didn't say it as a fact. I didn't say it as truth. But for me in that moment, my feelings were real. And here's why I said it out loud. Here's actually why I like to have a lot of conversations with the Lord out loud. In that moment... I needed to know that he knew I said it and that I knew that he knew I said it. Do you get that? Like sometimes I pray or I think or I just have these thoughts of what I would say if or how I'm feeling, but I got to trust God. So I can't say that. That's not something to pray about. I know his plan is good or like I know this is part of his plan. I know he loves me. I know he's in this right here right now. Yes, And still, it was time to use my words, like use my words in such a way to release not only what I had been holding in, but maybe even what the enemy was pushing me to keep holding on to, like pushing me to keep holding on so that I wouldn't get past it, so that I wouldn't grow past it, so that I would stay resentful even, so that I would continue to question God, so that I wouldn't see the goodness in his plan right here, so I would stay stuck, so that I would never be able to help anyone else in a similar situation with my testimony. Wow. See, when you use your words, it's not just a release in your emotions. It's not just this, whew, I finally got that out. I feel so much better now. It's actually like a powerful declaration knowing you're not trying to keep secrets from God. It's a powerful declaration stating that the enemy is not going to keep you bound in shame or guilt or even having that feeling. It's your true feeling. And if you don't know, God can handle your feelings. He handled David's feelings just fine. And you can take yourself through the whole Bible and see how God handles people's feelings and handles them sharing their feelings with him. Oh my goodness, what about Joseph? Like, bro, your fiancé is pregnant and it's not yours. Quote, it's the Lord's. You don't think Joseph had some feelings in those moments? Matthew chapter 1 tells us in verse 19, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. That was his plan. He did not want to disgrace her publicly. The fact that that was an option, there's gotta be some feelings in there. Here's a little bonus point for you. Using your words might mean talking with your hands. You already know our hands and our facial expressions can sometimes speak way louder than our voices. (laughs) How does a toddler communicate during emotional moments, sometimes when they either don't have the words in their vocabulary or they're crying too hard and can't get any words out? They might just raise their hands to you. And you know what that means, right? Pick me up. Hold me. Let me know you're here. Show me you love me. I need you to hold me. Being close to you will make it better. Well, and I'm serious, y'all. This is a physical cue. This is an action. This isn't just picturing you with your hands lifted up to God. This is you actually raising your hands. You might be in the middle of doing dishes. You might be driving down the road. You might be in church. You might be out for a walk. You might be laying in bed. And if you're in your feelings about your situation and you're feeling like you don't have the words or you don't even have the energy to put the words into a sentence, raise your hands to God literally and physically raise your hands to God. See if that doesn't help you get some words out. Sometimes I think we are so aware, like hyper aware of God being all present, that we just know that he knows everything. He knows our thoughts and our feelings. He knows our situation. So why do we need to tell him? Why reach up to him? Why tell him you need to be close to him, that you need to feel him near? Because one of the names of God is Father. I can tell you for certain my dad knew how I was feeling without me even telling him. He knew the struggles I was facing with my emotions and decisions. He knew. I didn't have to say it all the time. He knew. And then one day I would just climb up on the bed beside him and put my head on his arm or chest. I would just lay there quietly as he watched the news or a baseball game. And in that moment, he knew, and I knew, and I knew that he knew that I was struggling and just needed to be close to him. Your feelings aren't wrong they're your feelings your feelings aren't something to be ashamed of they're your feelings shoot when I first started seeing a therapist she gave me this chart of like faces which I'm sure nowadays they're like emojis but her challenge to me was every morning to look at the chart and find the word for the emotion that I felt for the way that I felt like saying I'm good or I'm fine or even I'm frustrated those had become my autopilot three responses I only had those three in my bag and she taught me and challenged me to use my words to feel my feelings and know how to articulate what they were and i'm so grateful for those lessons because now i can articulate my feelings with god i can use my words with god okay i gotta move on i only have two points today so first use your words second use his words oh it's so good and so real use god's words now you know in order to use his words you have to know his words right and even with that, I'm telling you, even one word from the Lord, one truth from his mouth, it can shift you, it can carry you, it can lift you up, it can keep you calm, it can bring you hope, it can bring you peace, it can move mountains. I love this so much. I've been listening to Hosanna Wong's new book. If you don't know who she is, find her on Instagram. She's incredible. Her new book is called You Are More Than You've Been Told and I've been crushing the audiobook of it. Actually, you can head to hiswordmywalkpodcast.com and you can actually grab my whole book library, like my whole Audible library too. That's super fun. Anyway, the way she worded this, oh, I was listening and it just warmed my heart. I often speak of how the Bible is God's word, right? It is literally his word. Yes, that's true. All scripture is God breathed, inspired by him. And then she said this. She said, God knew we would have to battle other voices in our lives. Voices of people, voices of the enemy, voices trying to influence us. So he took his voice and put it in a book. Oh, that's so good. He took his voice and put it in a book, the Bible. That's such a cool new way of seeing that for me. It's so, so good. And you'll be hearing me say that again for sure. So back to the point. Use his words. His words have power. His words are true. His words are, well, they're everything. They're beyond what my words could do or be. His words are alive. His words are proof of who he is, who he was, and who he forever will be. He's the same God. I swear you'll hear me say that in every episode. He's the same God. He does not change. So use his words. When you're in your feelings, when you're feeling defeated, use his words. Deuteronomy 20 verse 4, For the Lord your God is with you. He will fight for you against your enemies and he will give you victory. Same God. Feel like there's just too much on you? You can't handle one more thing? 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. Um Jesus used God's words. When he was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil, he used God's words. Here's a little challenge I have for you this week. And then hopefully moving forward too. every day when you're having a conversation with God, whether it's a fun one or one of these letting him know about your feelings ones. Here's the challenge. I'm challenging you to say to God every day, you said, God, you said. Now, you may need to check yourself. You may need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you check yourself, to help you examine yourself, because I'm not telling you to drop the God, you said he's my husband and now what? Or I'm not telling you to say, God, you said I'm supposed to move to this city. Now I'm stuck. I'm challenging you to quote him, quote his word, quote his voice. God, you are the same God who said not to be afraid, not to be discouraged, for you will personally go ahead of Joshua. You will be with him. You will neither fail him nor abandon him. You said you will never leave him nor forsake him. And you're the same God now. You are my God use his words this is so good the writer of the book of hebrews used god's words hebrews chapter 13 verses 5 and 6 it says this don't love money be satisfied with what you have for god has said i will never fail you i will never abandon you so we can say with confidence the lord is my helper so i will have no fear what can mere people do to me That's so good. Reminding themselves what God said. Use God's words. They obviously were in their feelings about some things and then said, so we can say with confidence and then used God's word. What can you say with confidence? All of God's word you can say with confidence. Every single word he spoke, you can say with confidence. Bonus point on this one. Use his words as evidence from your own life, your own testimony. It's one thing to use God's word that he's a healer. It's a little bonus, though. It's like a different level to speak from your own experience, to remind yourself of how he has come through in the past for you. Let me bring this full circle back to David, right where we were in Psalm 13. David just let out all his feelings. David used his own words. Actually, I'm just going to read all of chapter 13 for you. It's short, just so you get the whole picture. Here we go. O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, "'We have defeated him.' Don't let them rejoice at my downfall." But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. David said, But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Are those God's words? They actually are. God said his love is unfailing. God said he would rescue David. God said he is good. But this extra little boost comes as David is speaking of God's word and his own testimony now. Listen up, the last thing I'm telling you to do is hide your feelings, especially your feelings about what you're going through. I'm actually encouraging you to fill God in, to let him in, say it out loud, so that you know and he knows, and you know that he knows you said it. I'm telling you, that one conversation shifted so much for me in that car that one day because I didn't have to beat around the bush anymore in my thoughts. I said it. And I knew I said it. And I knew that he knew I said it. God's plan for you isn't guaranteed to be smooth. It's paths. (laughs) And one last thing, right here, right now, is part of that plan. I had a woman actually comment on one of my Instagram posts literally like 30 minutes ago, and her comment said, God's plan will come at the perfect time. And after listening to the previous two episodes and now this one, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that statement. Or if it's a statement you use or will continue to use, God's plan will come at the perfect time. I'm pretty sure I know what she means, right? Like I get the concept. However, the truth is that God's plan is always in motion. Right where you are right now is God's plan. Can you see that? Second challenge to you this week. (laughs) I want to challenge you in this, and I'm challenging myself, to not focus on one promise or one thing or one dream or one goal and believe that that thing is God's plan, like in a finite way. That is God's plan, and it will come at the perfect time. The truth is God's plan is always in motion. Right now is God's plan. You are part of God's plan right now. Keep going day by day. And hey, when you find yourself all up in your feelings, use your words and use his words too. Before you go today, I have big news for you. Bible Journaling Boot Camp is open for enrollment all the time now. It is an evergreen program now, meaning that you can enroll any day, anytime and in this 30-day program you will go from inconsistency insecurity all the questions in your time with God to confidently spending time with God in his word reading the Bible understanding what you're reading interpreting scripture properly and hearing God speak to you right where you are in just 30 days no calligraphy no fancy handwriting just you your Bible and a notebook and a pen This 30-day program has changed women's lives and I am so, so honored to be offering it open all the time. In these 30 days, you get two 30-minute one-on-one calls with me and then monthly group calls You have lifetime access to this 30-day program. This $99 program will change your relationship with God, whether you are a new believer or you have been a minister for 30 years. This is the program that will get you jump-started, that will get you into it, that will get you understanding God's Word, reading His Word consistency, and hearing His voice just for you. Head to HisWordMyWalkPodcast.com right now and enroll today. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at KaylaPraise. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a written review in your listening app, I would really appreciate it. I'll see you next time.